All the new multiple supplied by the other nerve with the exception of that. Same words. Same words. Mini me. Now I want the whole thing. Extra digital mini. All the muscles, intrinsic muscles in the hand are supplied by the other nerve with the exception of Flexor polis in brevis. Something in brevis. Flexor polis in brevis. Abductor polis in brevis. Opponent's polis. Flexor polis in longus is coming from the fora. So that is not an intrinsic muscle. Starts in the hand, ends in the hand. When I say extrinsic, it starts elsewhere, like say for instance in the forearm, and enters the hand. Okay, points in the hand. Okay. You see the actions over here. How do you test? This is how you test the Parma intrasense. You ask the patient to hold a piece of paper between the fingers and you try to pull it out. So you are adducting the fingers, and that's how you test it. How do you test the dorsal adversa is keep your hands on either side of the finger and ask them to open the fingers. So that's how you test it. So if you get a picture like this, only this. question in your exam, how will you answer and tell me which intrinsic muscle of the hand is active? And I have to give you pairs because I can't say only one is active. So I jumble all the pairs and give them to you. Five jumbled pairs are the options. Now what would you choose? First one, second we are talking about the muscles which are acting in this test, what the doctor is doing to this patient. Assume you get this question in your exam this time. First and second dorsal. First. Is it first dorsal? Yes. And? Third dorsal, not second. If it is second, it is second. here. So it should be abducting on this side, right? It's the opposite of what I did for the pen. This is interesting. This is you're actually adducting the fingers. But in the process of adducting your index and middle finger, there is a dorsal interesting that is also active. Apart from the palm, right? They're confused. Yeah, keep, so keep thinking of the first and keep looking at this and keep keep breaking your head on it. 
extensor expansion. Now I will come to the extensor expansion. And now I'll ask you, let's assume that this is uh,
the the dorsal distal expansion will have what muscles on the radial side and what muscles on the other side. Okay, the dorsal distal expansion is at the back of the middle. Let's say proximal, middle, and distal. So the dorsal distal expansion will sort of fit. Second dorsal interosseus, is there any small muscle that goes on the radial side of all the movements? Um, is there any other small muscle that sweeps on the radial side of the metacarpophyllic joint and goes to the dorsal digital expansion to produce the I'm still asking you the same question and repeat it again. Is there any other small muscle? that passes in front of the MCPs yeah. on the lateral side and inserts into the dorsal digital expansion of the middle finger. Flexor digitorum superficialis will not come to the dorsal to go insert into the dorsal digital expansion. That, that answers your, counteracts your answer. Yes. Anybody? Yeah, you said something? Yeah, it's a lumbricular, but you tell me what number? Second. Second. You didn't say that. Not loud enough. You see, as we go forward, we tend to get deaf. As I love listening to bass in my headphones, I get deafer. <laughs> probably become a deaf devil. <laughs> <laughs> as an artist. <laughs> okay, fine. So, which lumbricular is that? You said lumbricular, which lumbricular? So, on this side, what do you do? Now on the flexor side, you have two. 
4 plus 2. So the middle finger has got 6 muscles which are inside. Superficialis and profundus are 2, right? And at the back you'll get 4. So 4 plus 2 can see one more. Right? Yeah. 1, 2, 3, 4. That's why I put plus two. One, two, three, four at the back and two in the front. So for this finger, you have six muscles. Likewise, you go back and count the number of muscles for the thumb, index, middle, ring, and little, and come back from the middle. Okay, go back, work on it. Name the muscles and come and tell me tomorrow for that. I'm giving you a lot of time for that. <laughs> like how we did, we should do the same thing for all the other digits. In that way, you'll know exactly what is happening. So, any kinds of movements that can be affected, you'll know, okay, which muscle is. Okay, this we did, actions are recognizable. This I told you how to do it, you close your fist, you can open this, you close your fist, you can't open this. Because of two tendons going to reach your fingers. Now we come to the important topic called sinusoids. Now these, all these tendons proximal to the hand are in the synovial bursa, this is called the ulna bursa, and that's called the radial bursa, which goes along the flexor pollicis, longus. Ulna bursa goes along with the eight tendons, four superficial, four deep, and four lumbricals with the deep. Four lumbricals. If you observe that the ulna bursa ends about the middle of the hand, palm, but continues with the little finger. The radial bursa enters into the thumb on its own. This is a normal arrangement. And these fingers have individual synovial bursas going separately. What is the clinical implication of this? If one of these tendons are inflamed, the infection remains there. In this finger, in this finger, in this finger. If the little finger is inside of the is infected, it can go into the ulna bursa, and this kind of situation can occur when you have connection between the radial and ulna bursa, and it can extend even to the thumb. Okay, using the same principle, using the same principle in the form of an impact is going beyond the hand. Now you tell me, if you have a synovial chief infection of the little finger, which group of axillary influenza are you with? Because that goes along the axillary way. Right? So now I've added one more to your tally of things. Confusion. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> so if the thumb infection of the synovial bursa of the thumb gets infected, what is the first word that takes it? Medial, do you have any nodes in the medial wall of the axilla? Okay, now you got to read axilla all over again. Dorsal. Delto. Pectoral. 
the only group of accelerated influence which are not actually inside the axial number <laughs> I'm going to study a lot tonight. I don't want to fuck. What? We saw this. This again is the same thing. Did you ever fail? Okay, innovation. Just enumeration of all the same things what you're looking at. Innovation of the Arna nerve, sensory to the skin. Alnahaf, the palm, medial side of the palm, one and a half digits. So which finger gets density from all the three nerves? The ring finger. I said that's where you wear a ring. That's where all the nerves are held together. So your nerves are also held together when you say you are Motor to hypothena Modern hypothena, I'm, I'm allowed to say it. I have two lovely daughters mm. and we do your So, cool. <laughs> Modern hypothena muscles, motor to the medial two lumbricals, motor to the seven intrase, and motor to the adductor policy. Look at the number of muscles, they are not nerve supplies. The medial nerve has got, since half of the three and a half digits including the dorsal aspect of the digits which reach the, uh, beyond the main digits and the lateral two lumbricals. Now what is here? Posterior anti-brachial cutaneous, which means posterior cutaneous nerve of the arm. Yeah, so that posterior anti-brachial cutaneous, uh, the posterior branch of the arm, dorsal cutaneous branch of the arm and then that skin over the dorsum of the wrist, this is by the radial nerve, sorry, this is the radial nerve. And then the radial nerve supplies the skin over the dorsum of the thumb at three and a half digits. So you get the posterior cutaneous nerve, the forearm coming down, the radial nerve supplies the radial. The other nerve supplies the back of the hand as well as on the heart. So the little finger is completely supplied by the other nerve. There are some variations. These are some nerves in the palm. You can get the medium nerve and the ulnar nerve. They, they unite in the palm. They have a connection there. So the branches, you get the branches here. First you get the common digital and then they go and become the proper digital. So they divide at the webs. So they go on either side of the fingers. I told you that you can inject very superficially to get an anesthesia. So whenever you want to inject, to do any surgery on the terminal part of the fingers, you be looking without adrenaline. They use adrenaline with the lincocaine for longer action of the in other areas. Because adrenaline is a vasoconstrictor. So when you give the anesthetic, the red vessels are all constricted, so the anesthetic reds for a long period of time, so you can deliver but if you do the same thing with the fingers, you have the blood vessels ending up there and you go close the blood vessels using adrenaline and you'll be facing a suit. So do not inject any lidocaine-based 
Emil, and the deep branch of Alna. The superficial branch of the uh, Alna artery joins up with one superficial branch of the radial artery, and that forms the superficial palmar arch. So there are two arches. You look at your hand, you see two transverse pieces, right? Yeah. Yeah. Take approximately one. And you the summit of the superficial arch up to that. Now look at your distal wrist crease. There are two creases at the wrist of that three. Put two finger breaths above that. There. And there lies the deep arch. So the deep arch is more proximal than the superficial arch. What are the branches of the radial artery that can com complete the arch with the superficial branch of the palmar artery? You heard of the palmar and dorsal carpal arteries? The ones that supply the scaphoid bone? Oh, yes. The dorsal metacarpal artery, there's one that goes and supplies the metacarpal of the dorsal side. The superficial palmar carpal branch that usually joins to the ulna to complete the arch. Princeps pollicis is a kind of an artery that goes entirely to supply the top. That can form the arch. Or the radialis indices is another artery that goes to the radial side of the index finger that can also form the arch. So the superficial palmar arch is completed by any one of these branches. So, the ulna artery joins the branch of the radial artery, either superficial palmar, radialis indices, princeps pollicis, rarely from an anterior proximal artery. Or the arch may not be completed at all. So the radial artery does not join the ulna. How do you test that thing? You do it by a test. Allen's test. Now this is the test done to see the integrity and functional aspect of both the arteries. So close like this and then press upon the radial artery, press upon the other artery and open your fist and you get blanching. Once you remove one of the fingers, you know the blood flows into that artery and then joins up with the other artery. So the blanching disappears. If the blanching passes, then you better not involved in any arterial dialysis in that way. So that's the main thing. So the rest of it uh, we shall see in the lab. Okay? Mm -hmm. Some of them can be seen in the lab. So basically there are two palmar arches, superficial and deep. How is the superficial form? Mainly by which artery? Alma. How is the deep form? Radial. Radial with the deep branch part. Well, this is the cephalic vein and basilic vein coming from the dorsal region. I just want to do this and then come back maybe tomorrow. Tomorrow I thought I'd do in the year. So, I want to finish this. Because here you have some surface marking. I want you to see the Kaplan cardinal line which I just asked you to make.
Vecchio thumb outstretch, extend the thumb, take the ulna board of the thumb and draw a line across the ulna side. That is called carpal Kaplan's cardinal line. What is the importance of the Kaplan's cardinal line? See the second that means here the nerve that nerve is called the regular branch of the medium. This Kaplan cardinal line forms the summit of the deep pomerange. Okay? You take the two creases here, the proximal crease would be the limit of the superficial arch. Then you draw the webs and the lateral medial side of this finger, and you draw the spoke web here. This web, all of them meeting the cardinal line would represent the digital branches. So if you are going to make incisions over here, never try to make an incision across because you tend to cut these nerves. It is always better to go along these lines to make incisions. So that's the important. This is the main thing that you need. That's the recurrent branch. Yes. So you get two arches. The superficial arch is more distant. The deep arch is more proximal. Yeah. Good class. Mm -hmm. He goes next. Huh? He should just get this in next. Yeah. Sharing this class, man. I feel like I'm wasting my time over here. I feel like I could have done more work. Yeah. I studied on my own. Okay. I can just go through it. Share. I mean, what the fuck? You, know? you can do? I want to learn and learn. I learn. I go home and repeat the mind. Though you have the superficial arch, I think the way he's doing it is. Okay, so he wants you want to, to learn the arch and then he wants to learn the arch. The deep arch usually is going to be the arch. He wants us to do yeah. like and all the nerves and blood vessels will go in this direction to work. I can just tell them. So in case yeah. you're draining an abscess, it's always better to make up. So long as you can. Read the lecture. So that if you make a transfer for you, they can cut the nerves. We'll do this tomorrow, maybe. Uh, not tomorrow, Monday. Tomorrow I want to start with a little impression of that. It's noon. <laughs> <laughs> you're saying. 12 o'clock. Someone said we have. We got a phase in life on Monday or. Things are much better. Should relate you to this. So, what is Capitan syndrome? Overuse of the tendons, inflammation of the tendons, repeating functions, movements. Compression of the median nerve due to crowded ventricles, dislocation of the lunate, or even alla, or even bursitis. These can cause. So the main thing is about the median, median nerve. The median nerve can get weak. So in the carpal tunnel syndrome, which action is totally lost of the thumb? Which action on the thumb is completely lost? 
You would answer if I give you the options, but you should answer now without the options. Flexion is lost completely <coughs> in a carpal tunnel syndrome. Yes, sir. This one is for this. Is it lost completely? Which two tendons? 
and that the policies, laws, and actions are policies. Which follow the economic Lateral. Now you see there's a small septum coming up. 
This septum connects the palmaphonilosis to the third metacarpal. So this actually divides this space and this space, which is mid palma and thena space. So the mid palma space is associated with which versa? Alna or radial? Alna or radial? Mid palma. Alna versa. Thena space is associated with the radial versa. So, a connection of both these bursas can give rise to a horseshoe of infection. So, the both the bursas can get infected and connected like a horseshoe. This happens when you have an infection of the pulp. If you look at the pulp, you've got a number of compartments, tract compartments. So, it's like this. This is the tail and this is the bone. There are a lot of spaces, and when the artery goes into the finger, it supplies the bone here. Now, this infection can cause thrombosis in the artery and cause the terminal phalange, the bone, to die. If you don't treat an infection, pulse, space infection, I think it will just disappear by taking antibiotics here off. You have to incise it at the sides. Here again, don't make a transverse incision. Make a longitudinal incision at the sides. And drain the pasta. That's called a free long. When you have any infection in the pulp, better incise it. You won't find the tip of the finger. This is ridiculous. Unless it gets into the If it gets into is this, this is the same shit again. Yeah, this but I still don't know. I know. This one? This one? He doesn't explain yeah. all well, that. Yeah. He should have explained this. Like, take 10 minutes to explain this. Like, then when he comes back again, we already know this. Okay, here we go again. The same thing. These lines are not organized. <laughs> Oh, okay. MRI of the hand. I just have to sit and like stare at my computer. But what you actually get is uh, one or two CTs which I will present to you when we do the review. Okay? Wait, Dr. Kumar, what's the best way to study all this? What is the best way to study all this? Now you ask me how to go Yeah. The best way to study anatomy is not the way I teach. The best way to read anatomy is to do systemic. So, systemic study. So, when I finish the whole thing, don't start with shoulder, arm, elbow, forearm, hand. Instead, start with the muscles and do all the muscles. Start with the nerves and do all the nerves. Start the nerve and trace the nerve right in the arm, in the forearm. What muscle applies? Take the arteries, connect them to this artery, to that artery, pull in the veins. Never read anatomy in system reach it. We teach reach because we have no other option.
Do you know him? 